0: This is Emsolation.
1: Hello and welcome to this very special edition of Emsolation Conversation. Joining me today, I'm about to change your life. Rick, I'm literally, I say that with, unless you're already across my guests work, then your life has already been changed. Joining me today is Lucy Peach. She is a she this is this is from her. This is what she calls a feminist folk pop singer songwriter in stripy pants, living and working backwards from my imagined life as a happy old woman. I love that. She um is yes, a talented folk singer, but also she calls herself the period preacher and obviously I've been doing a lot of talking this year about how I've been struggling with my PMS and one of you actually forwarded me Lucy's TED talk and it was all around kind of harnessing the power of your menstrual cycle and i would never looked at my menstrual cycle as something that could be positive. If we can harness solar power,
0: if we can harness wind power, it's time that we harnessed menstrual power. It's time we realized the greatest life hack of them all is the menstrual cycle. And that is the power of the period.
1: You need to look a TED Talk up. It's called The Power of the Period. And she has a book out called Period Queen. And it's all around life hacking your cycle and owning the power of your cycle. And for so long, I've only looked at menstruation and the changes that happen in my body through negative light. And I realized that in the last few weeks, especially becoming aware of Lucy's work. So I asked her to come on the show. Now, she has merch. She has a T-shirt that said, how to period like a unicorn. I mean, come on, is she not our woman? So what you're about to hear, I'm hoping you will walk away as I walked away after the interview, understanding yourself a bit better and wanting to go a bit gentler with yourself. That's what I've taken away from this interview it's so fantastic. She's so amazing. You need to look her up on all the platforms. Please enjoy. Uh, you're going to hear us straight off the bat. She's giving me a pep talk. <laughs> we'll go straight in. Lucy Peach.
0: And we're away. And I just wanted to say just before we start, you just said um, I need to make this coherent. And and I would just say actually this is the perfect opportunity to be circular and to chuck the idea of having to be linear <laughs> out the window and we can go exactly where we need to go. I am 40, 40. Yeah. You're I'm 40. 40. I yeah. just asked,
1: this is, we're, we're straight in. Welcome, insulation yeah. listeners. I'm getting a pre-pod pep, which I love because <laughs> normally I'm giving the pep talks on the pod. Um, you're 40, so you're same as me nearly pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm speaking with Lucy Peach. Yay, Lucy Peach. <laughs> Lucy Peach is the period preacher. Um, what other catchy names have you got for yourself? I mean, you're a very talented folk singer, award winner.
0: When, you're the period preacher. What else? When I f- Well, I used to call myself the uh, Frio Fringe Folk Flake because I <laughs> didn't have very much confidence and um, I sort of lived 10 minutes out of Fremantle, but I really identified with living in Fremantle. Um, <laughs> Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that name. Um, So you came into my field of vision Mm. really only two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, so um, I have been really going through it with my PMS. Mm. (laughs) And, you know, being the type of person who likes to work through trauma on stage in a leotard, Mm. um, I didn't have that opportunity this year because of COVID, so... I just – I was feeling – I've really been noticing my PMS this year because I've not been able to distract myself with extreme busyness. You've not been able to escape it. Correct. Mm. Um, ignore it. You know, do all the healthy things. Um, and I was talking about it quite a bit kind of on my social media and then one of, uh, my, of the listeners to my podcast, this podcast – I say my podcast like we're not on it now – said, you must watch this TED Talk, The Power of the Period – by folk singer and performer Lucy Peach. And I never – I don't have an attention span. So if someone sends me a TED Talk, I'm like, all right, yeah, mm. okay. But something, I don't know, just compelled me. I, I clicked on the link immediately was and it, I Was it the sparkly it? suit? You were in the red um, – no, my friend made your outfit. Oh, um, Alice Edgley. Alice made it, yes. yes. You're in the jumpsuit. I own the jumpsuit you're wearing, actually.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes, Are you serious?
1: Turban. Yeah, I own the red oh, turban and I own it. the jumpsuit.
0: Okay. Oh, my God. We need, We're kindred to, spirits. we need to meet in the middle of Australia <laughs> in our... In our cat suits and our
1: turbans, you know who else owns the um, Alice's stuff? Is Melissa Leong from uh, MasterChef? She's also an Edgeley girl. Wow. So there's a, and um, Ella Hooper, uh, Ella Hooper, yes. yeah, the edgely girls are, yes. are great. Yeah, we're all good chicks. We are. So you're there, and you're in a, the red turban, and you're in a red bodysuit and you're there talking about the power of the period. And um, I was from the get-go, and and for everyone listening, I'm going to shut up soon. And it's all going to be Lucy, but I just <laughs> want to let her know how we got here. Mm. And I was so. It was like – I don't even know how to explain it. Like it was like the veil being lifted from my eyes mm. and I just went fucking yes. Mm. And you selling the idea that you can hack your cycle and there's p- untapped power spoke to this exhausted mother of three who's mm. always struggled with her period – and the way that you described it with the seasons, um, summer, autumn, winter, spring, in case people aren't aware of the seasons, mm-hmm. um, really spoke to me. And then I've gone down this whole path of my – I got so many people contacting me when I talked about how much I'm struggling with my cycles. Mm. And then I just thought this is a thing. And I already know that the shame and stigma around women's menstruation is you know, not a new topic. And, but I'm still guilty of – talking and feeding into that narrative and that Mm. I talk about my period in a negative way around my daughters. I talk about my period in a negative way around anyone who'll listen, but you don't. And here we are. And I want to start from the beginning. Why did you become so interested in your menstruation cycle? Why did you want to understand it positively? Go.
0: Um, Well, so along with – being a folk singer at the same time I was working as a sexual health educator. And so I, you know, I was so grateful really to be paid, to be learning about all of these things that, you know, for a lot of people they're really hard to talk about. And so my bread and butter was going out into schools and talking about puberty and to high school students about consent and all of these kinds of things. And I was just really um, – Immersed in this world of um, information and openness and at the same time I had a young child and um, once you have that experience of being able to impart information, I mean, you know what it's like when you're able yeah. to share something that's difficult to talk about and mm. you just make, you, you know, you have the privilege of being able to make things a little bit easier for other people. That's, mm. that's pretty addictive actually and mm-hmm. it's one of those things. It's like, you know, with – feminism or patriarchy or whatever, the more you kind of look at it and you think, Oh yeah, maybe we don't need that little bit and we take that off and then you think, Oh actually that yeah, we can probably get rid of that bit there too and actually just <laughs> chuck out the whole just you know, you really the more you see, the more you see, the more you look, the more you see. And so yeah, and basically um I was making a music video with my husband who's a creative director and we were in the middle of nowhere and there was a guy who was assisting with the music video and um, and there was a little moment where I was getting ready for a, a scene. And I said, oh, what lipstick shall I wear? And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm in my post-operatory phase. I'm going to wear hot pink. And he said, what are you talking about? What is this phase? What What, are you, what is this? And so I gave him a little synopsis. And then he, um, he used to be a clown in the Cirque du Soleil. And he said, and he had some something to do with Perth Fringe Festival and he said you need to make this into a show oh. and and I thought well that's ridiculous no one's going to come to a show in, about my period but I was in my post ovulatory you know wanting to say yes to everything phase and oh, we'll I said yeah let's that. do it <laughs> so yeah so that's that's how I came to start doing it and I just basically haven't stopped I've been on this train for you know, for a long time personally, but publicly, mm. Um, yeah, for for over four years, and um it's just I love it so. Well,
1: you're so fucking good at it. But I wanted I want to take you back. I have an 18 year old and a 13 year old, and there's just not a lot of positive talk around the way girls' bodies change during puberty. There's just not, and. It's often seen as a, a bit of a burden, and oh god, I've got I'm getting my boobs, and I've got this and that. How do we? And I'm going to ask practical questions for yep. myself, and yep. hope that helps. Yeah, how absolutely. do I? How do I talk to my 18 and 13 year old in a positive way around mm. the chat? Tra- like, how do you have that conversation with teenagers who you don't? I mean, you know, you get the yeah. whole oh my god, mum, stop it. Yes, yep, yeah. I, I want them to feel positive of about course. their bodies because the shame,
0: yeah,
1: that I am combating as a with social media, know, it feels like it's, it's drowning brutal. in shame. Yep, yep. Yep. So, how do we have positive conversations with teenage girls around the changes their bodies are going through?
0: Well, first of all, you know, when you introduced me and you talked about you know speaking about your own cycle negatively, and, and you don't, and you're, you know, I feel yeah. like I, I'm, I'm wary of having this sort of positive Pollyanna pathological persona who's just like, periods are excellent, okay, and everyone just <laughs> get with the program. And if you just, you know, put on an Alice Edgeley cat suit, everything'll be fantastic. <laughs> and the reality is sometimes having a menstrual cycle, particularly a period, can be really, really difficult and challenging. And, you know, the feelings that you feel when you're premenstrual can make you absolutely capable of, you know, catastrophic events. And yep. those are not things that I want to shy away from at all. No. I think yep. that they're really, really important to, to talk about the big feelings and to, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk about strategies around channeling mm-hmm. those things and, mm-hmm. and mitigating them. But, um, that was the, the disclaimer that, you know, it, and for people that are listening, who have, endometriosis or, you know, have Mm -hmm. any other issues going on, I can really appreciate that they might be listening and just saying you are on drugs because that is not my experience at all. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can, um, you can just this, you know, understanding your cycle is the panacea for everything. But Mm -hmm. I think when, when we all have permission to talk about our experiences as they are, positive, Mm. negative, whatever, then everybody's experience is made a little bit more okay to talk about. And we do two things. We, we help to really keep smashing that shame, which, you know, Mm. and you know, to the shame, I would just say like, we can do so much better than that. Like, of course Mm -hmm. there's been shame, move on. Like we, we have, this is, this is so much bigger than just going, Oh, let's make people not feel ashamed. Like, fuck Mm. that. There Mm. is power In Mm -hmm. your pants, literally. And (laughs) the whole premise of, you know, being in this world that is um, really a slave to the linear, you know, we're all just expected to be the same every day. Mm. And if you have a cycle, you're not. When you're talking to teenage girls, the most, most, most important thing I think is to be really authentic, you know, which which you know for talking about anything with teenagers, Mm. But also, you know, even at this stage, you know, that whole shame, guilt cycle around, you know, being a positive role model and rah, 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 like mm. for you to even just be open about that process and say, you know what, like I have had this whole lifetime of not understanding my body and, um, not putting words in your mouth, but, and now yeah. I'm, now I'm realizing actually there's this whole other lens that I can look at myself through. And so you know, I can, I, I can say, well, you know, before I feel overwhelmed or frustrated or that I'm not good enough, I can just go, okay. And these are the three questions. Where am I? Mm. What day of my cycle am I? Mm. What do I need? And how can I best use my power today? And so if you're just having that conversation Mm -hmm. throughout the month, they -hmm. get to hear when you're in, do you want me to just slip into a quick cycle synopsis here? Is that going to be one of the next questions?
1: Yeah, I feel like oh god, there's just so many things. Like I said, I'm splintering off. I'm I'm spiraling. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was only five thousand years of conversation to catch up on. So, <laughs> I know
1: there's so much. There's so much I want you to say, and I want my audience to hear because I mean, and obviously, first off the bat, and I hear it in your voice, and I recognise that. Everyone's menstruation experience is different. Yeah. No two women have exactly the same experience. So we are speaking in big, broad brushstrokes yeah. in general terms, yeah, of course. Of course. And even when I heard you talk about your period and you said it's maybe a five day cycle, I was like, bitch, mine goes for seven, yeah. and sometimes I have two a month. Wow. So you know, it's all of us are different, but yeah. the underlying message that I hear from you and that I want to get across is. Taking back control and understanding your own individual cycle is so powerful Mm. for any woman and whatever your cycle may be, talking about it allows other people who have similar experiences to feel seen. And I think feeling seen and feeling represented is so important around these topics that normally are shrouded in guilt and shame. Absolutely. We are definitely acknowledging that everyone's cycle is different. And of course, people with endometriosis know a whole different battle and- But I just want to say from the offset that Lucy is not here to be that person. She is someone that wants you to understand, and I'm putting words in your mouth, your own cycle to kind of take control of yourself. So, um, yeah, can we talk about – because you've touched on that a couple of times, a couple of times, and this is what was life-changing for me. Can you talk about the cycles, how you've broken them down and – and just so we understand that.
0: Yeah. So first of all, I'm certainly not the only one to have done this. And there are a few really wonderful books out there that I'd be happy to include. Um, yeah, but include. you're the only
1: one that like got on a stage <laughs> in and made it really interesting and amazing and took the time and effort. And I don't care for those other people. <laughs> so shut up and don't talk yourself down. Oh, and thanks. And um... go hard and strong and to the middle and to the heart.
0: Go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So basically, you know, if – if you look at yourself through a biologically male perspective, then it's very likely that you might feel like I'm all over the place or I'm a roller coaster or, you know, oh I'm a little bit, yes. you know, crazy. Because- I might just start crying. So if I do, just ignore it and push on. I will because- channel that to to <laughs> the heart. You're totally okay, totally
1: describing how I've seen myself for 41 years and I'm yeah, realizing because- I'm wrong.
0: Well, you know, that you've, you've been co-opted and, and we all have to some extent and, you know, patriarchy is not good for men. It's not good for anybody. It's, it, we're all waking up to that, you know. We need to understand mm. the balance and how how we all work and how we work together. And the internalized misogyny, loose. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah, big uncharted
1: frontier for a lot of women is because we've viewed everything through the male, our neutral gaze for so long. Through advertising, through TV, mm-hmm. everything was created mm-hmm. was through the mm-hmm. male lens. Mm-hmm. Neutral setting mm-hmm. was straight white dude. Default, right? yeah, default dude. And, and how much of that as women have we yep. internalized, yes. and therefore we judge ourselves? through the eyes of a straight man and other women. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. internalised misogyny,
0: my sisters,
1: it's real. Look it up. Mm -hmm. Continue, Lucy. Absolutely.
0: And this is really, you know, speaks to that and is connected to that because, yeah, when you look at a male cycle, they are driven by testosterone largely and – for the most part it's the same every day and mm. it changes throughout the day so it's a little bit higher in the morning and it kind of cools off and then it's replenished every night with sleep and it's a 24-hour cycle it's like you know our experience of the sun but when no didn't know men had cycles yeah yeah well look I'm not a men's cycle expert and I'm sure there's more to it but I don't have time for that quite frankly yeah. <laughs> And so when you look at yourself through that 24 hour cycle, then yeah, you, it can feel really, really random. But Mm. if you zoom out and you look at your whole month, you know, 28, 29, 30 days or whatever it is, everybody is, you know, slightly different. Mm. Then you'll see that actually you have four hormonal phases and mm-hmm. they each come with their own strengths and benefits. And they're based around two major events. So we begin with menstruation, somewhere around the middle, we have ovulation, mm-hmm. which is, you know, when you're releasing the egg and we, you're always either experiencing those two events or you're preparing for them. And that's what gives us the four hormonal phases. And we also have a little bit of testosterone, but largely we have estrogen, which makes you fast and strong and progesterone, which kind of chills you out and makes you feel more connected. And so we're constantly moving through the month with a different cocktail of, of these hormones. And it's not like, Oh, four hormonal phases, you have four feelings. And you know, if you don't fit into these four (laughs) boxes, then you're shit at doing that as well. It's, it's really, um, you know, it's very nuanced, and so I always suggest that when you're first exploring this whole idea, you know, listen to the TED Talk and read my book and read other people's books you and know, do the no, things. You know, tell people your book, give it a plug, plug, Peri- plug, plug. Period. Queen is is the book, and it's and it's a it's the emotional landscape to understanding your cycle. Yes. So So, um, and technically, it's aimed at fifteen to twenty five year olds, but you know, it's it's i've had 12 year olds read it i've had 50 year olds read it and you know you 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 take away what you need to take away but Mm. three months is a really good amount of time to commit to exploring your cycle and it doesn't mean that you need to you know navel gaze every day and Mm. you know make it this huge onerous thing all you need to do is just check in with where you're at what day how you felt that day how you were in the world what came easily what was difficult and you don't need to sort of, you know, stare too hard at it. Just just write a couple of lines every day. And so then after three months, you'll start to see patterns and you'll be able to kind of notice, you know, what comes easily to you and when. And I'll get into that maybe after I've done the cycle synopsis, which I will yes. do right now in a very I'm so excited. Yeah. Has
1: everyone got a pen, guys? Everyone got a pen. Get a pen. Get a pen! All right. Okay. okay. So we
0: begin on day one, which is oh, obviously menstruation. Yep. And When you look at what's going on hormonally now, there is basically bugger all. So you are really physically letting go of this nest. Your body spent, you know, three weeks perfecting and getting just right in case of potential pregnancy. You're letting all of that go. Your energy is lower. Um, I mean, I don't need to tell you this. You're tired. So day one for me is Armageddon. Like, yeah.
1: Not day one, more – so I'll get a little bit on day one. Day two is when the full – and I have like – I've spoken about this before – ridiculously heavy Mm, periods. mm. Like I have to have iron intravenously put in Mm, once a year. It's it's been a hellscape. I couldn't Mm. leave the house. I've taken stuff to try and stop it coming. It's been really bad. All your life then? All my life. Wow. Like there are some – I can't leave the house really confidently day two. Mm. Um, It's bad. Mm. But – I was a really good athlete and if comps ever fell around that time, I had to pull out of them. Wow. But I never told anyone why I'd like fake an injury or something. It was really awful. But when I saw you talking about the first day when you get that heavy day and you said, just be gentle with yourself, have some pizza if you need to. When you said that, you gave me permission Mm. to – and I did that. Like I got my period this week and on day one I said to my whole family – I got my period. It's really heavy. I just need to sit on the couch today. I need you guys just to take care of yourselves. Mm. And they were all like, "Okay, yeah." And I felt like you gave me permission to do that, and I never even thought of doing that. Wow! So,
0: thank you. Oh, but that's my absolute pleasure.
1: <laughs> speak to that. Speak mm, to that. Like mm. Allowing women to be gentler on themselves on that mm. moment where we are shedding the inside of our mm. fucking uterus. Yeah,
0: it's it's a lot, you know. You, we, and I guess you know the other thing is that when we learn about the menstrual cycle, it's generally only in the context of reproduction. And so oh, yeah. you're going to get I a period. About it from where do I come from, the That's video. That's right. It's all about your capacity to make a baby or yeah. not. And so then yes. you spend, you know, 25 years having a period, you know, or however long, trying not to get pregnant. And, you know, just if, if it only exists in that world, then it's easy for it to not really matter or be a thing. But actually you know, all of these hormones that you're making throughout the month are not just for making a baby. They're actually, you know, going to fuel all of the things in your life, the relationships, the projects, your creativity, all of these things depend on your ability to make these hormones and and to be who you are. And so, you know, the idea that you're only sort of, um, I mean, you know, and this is bigger than period talk. This is, you know, speaking to that idea that we um you know it's that whole sort of capitalist lie that you're only productive when you're you know really um going 100% all the time super hard and everything is you know this big sort of fight that that's what it takes to be productive and successful and the thing is in and I'm doing air quotes here in a man's world it it was what it took and and it and it was hard and you did have to be constantly proving yourself all the time that you could do everything all the time but um you know, when you consider that you just have a different kind of energy throughout the month and that all of the energy that comes with each phase is valuable and important, then it totally flips it because yeah, maybe on day two, you can't run a marathon and particularly (laughs) for a marathon runner, that must be just devastating. And I'm not a marathon runner and you know, I'm like, oh yeah, but no. So when you, have your period i mean a lot of cultures believe that this is a time when you are more able to connect to your deep psychic self you know you're shedding layers you're losing all of this Mm. sort of um you're just you're letting go and so this is a a, a really reflective time and it's a time where you know we're we're all so busy and and not encouraged to stop and feel Mm. and this is the time to really think well okay how do i how do i actually feel about the month that i just had and what do I want for my next month and what do I want to give life to and grow next? And, you know, to just to really kind of check in, you know, that that's kind of the time where, um, you know, you have that opportunity and all of the self care stuff, you know, we can feel like it's indulgent and, um, you know, that you're being lazy, but actually you're, you're depositing all this goodwill and energy so that that will fuel you for the month ahead. You know, you're going to get ready to, ovulate and do all of these other things and you can't just be running on empty and constantly taking. This is the time to really deposit. And that's why I call it the dream phase because this is the moment where you are sort of closest to your deeper self and um, and you're really rewarded later in the month for taking extra special care of yourself. So, so period week when we're bleeding, Lucy, is dream. Is the dream phase. And so your hormone levels are pretty low. And then once right. your bleeding tapers off – Yes. See, while you're bleeding, your eggs are starting to stir. So you're getting ready to do this whole thing again. And so once your bleeding tapers off, estrogen starts to really rise. And Mm -hmm. so um, that makes you faster. It makes you stronger. And provided you've had enough rest and self-care in the dream phase, when you come into the next phase, when you're getting ready to ovulate, Mm -hmm. um, you are just going to be able to hit it harder. And so I call this the do phase because you're getting ready to lay an egg. Yeah. And if you imagine a bird, you know, who's getting ready to lay an egg and they're trying to get their nest just right, they're on a mission, you know. And this can be quite an impatient time of the month because you can feel um, – like you have more of a singular focus and you yep. maybe don't want to sit down and listen to people talk about their feelings. You just want to get shit done and you're oh more God. determined. Yes, this is me. Yes, yes, yes. And the thing is, you know, I'm starting to notice a pattern when I speak to really high-powered people like you is that they all go, I love this week and this, oh, this is the time. Yes. This is This is actually who I really am and this is where I try to be all
1: the time. I feel like I only get one good week a month. And that's it. Yeah. And I didn't realise this was a thing. But I mm. always the just in my period finishes, I know that I then have seven days mm. and I've written whole shows.
0: Yes. Books. Yes.
1: Like yep. I've I've reorganized a house. I'm a crazy yes. adrenaline functioning yep. junkie. Yeah. And I didn't realize that this was a thing.
0: Yes. It's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. It's- and that's the thing you're already and wait, doing. Why it. is
1: it because my progesterone. my because progest- your est-
0: estrogen, estrogen, and estrogen yeah. is like a building hormone. So the other thing is, if you are into exercise and fitness, this is the yep. week where you can, you know, you can lift a bit more. Your capacity yes. to grow muscle is greater. You know, right. sports teams are all over this. They track individual mm. cycles because they know that they can get more out of their players if they give them, you know, bespoke um, training regimes that actually speak to where they are. You know, so. Wow. Yeah, this is a big week and it can be really tempting to sort of think, you No, know, this is who I really am and the other times are just yeah, just don't la. This is like where it's at. Yeah. Because okay. ultimately yeah. this is kind of um I guess it's the most masculine part of the cycle. And so we're yeah. really rewarded in this yeah. week because yeah. you outwardly are really able to slay. And so that's kind of so this is the do week. This is the do week. That's right. Okay. Yep. Then what comes after so the do week? So then once we come to the end of the do week, when you're just about yeah. to ovulate and your estrogen is peaking and, and you're literally yeah. climbing this metaphorical hormonal mountain, it's just like skyrocketing, <laughs> and then you get this little shot of um, testosterone and you are just superhuman for a little while, <laughs> and that's what tips you over into ovulation. And then ovulation occurs about 14 days before your next period or, you know, around the middle somewhere. Mm -hmm. And once ovulation occurs, then you start producing progesterone. So when you look at progesterone, progestation is basically, it's a hormone that um, promotes and um, encourages and looks after pregnancy. So, the biological function of having progesterone and, and ovulating was to reproduce and attract a mate and connect and create. And so it's no surprise that at this time of the month, your capacity for connection is really at an all time high. So, oh. yeah. So, and you just can feel, a, you know, your drive can kind of soften a little bit, Yeah. but you can feel like you have the world on a string. And I know when I'm in this phase, you know, it's like... Wait, have you, what's his phase? Give. Give, yeah. So I call this the give phase because, and bear in mind, so I was writing this book that was kind of, you know, how to kind of ride your cycle, if you like. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about all of the things, you know, as you're learning to to woman, which is, you know, not to so say true, that. true, and I'm still learning to woman. Yeah. Oh, I'm such a bad woman no, because I'm learning about not. my cycles No, you you're 41. Yeah, and you're doing it on <laughs> air and sharing it with everyone. You're an absolute legend. <laughs> And so, I can't believe it's taken me till now. I know to want to understand. I know, cycles. and and I think it's really normal if if you're if people listening are experiencing that as well. It's really normal to experience a bit of rage around that because it's just like, oh. what oh. do you yeah. mean? I could have used yeah. this, and what do you mean? I've been rejecting myself for half of my cycle. Like that is I just yeah. yeah. This is a whole. Exercise in being gentler with
1: yourself, yeah. which every woman needs. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I've
1: also let go of the every negative self talk. Yeah, yeah. Not every man needs, yeah. but pff, I right, know I can't yeah, be that, bothered waiting for that. No, them. that's right. So, so, yeah, no, I, I just, the, the idea of being kinder with yourself with the way you, um, your patience with yourself, mm. the internal talk, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. obsession with my, I've been obsessed with diet and body mm. image my whole life. Mm-hmm. And finally, I sat with my daughters a couple of weeks ago and I said, I've decided I'm – first of all, I'm going to let you know that I've been obsessing over my weight since I was about 10 years old Mm. and now at 41 and as the mother of you two, I need you to know I've also been obsessing all this year about the baby weight and the Mm. lockdown weight and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that anymore.
0: Mm. I'm just –
1: and I caught myself walking past the mirror the other day and I was going to the shower and I first of all went to go, oh, look at the skin around your tummy. And then I caught myself and I said out loud, no, bitch, you grew three humans in there. Mm. So it's a whole retraining it and is. I think the menstrual cycle is such a intensely personal people get, I even read some criticism of you um like in a really really condescending review of your book and mm. I wanted to kind of contact mm. that author and go mate come on I mean what do you want how many people are talking in this space mm. let's encourage her mm-hmm. um it, well, that and a, a
0: lot of people it's confronting and the, and, and they don't feel safe to talk about it and they're just like why is she oh because they, they maybe just don't believe list. that it can get yes. any better it's just like just don't just keep the lid on you know But it's confronting also for
1: me it was confronting for me finding you being so open about it and and I experienced not resentment but almost like oh yes I know I need to do this but yeah. I can't yeah. and then I had to really confront why I couldn't yeah. and I and I realized all this shame that I have around my period because yeah. I spent my life feeling out of control of it because it is so heavy Mm, mm -hmm. and I, and I was always busting like tampons and pads Mm, and I was always having to change them mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so you are in an area where women feel confronted Mm, and shame mm, yeah. and you keep, but I keep going.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we're in the give phase. We're in the give phase. So we're in the give phase and, you know, I think this is a time where, you know, so it's like, for people learning at school about what's happening here, you know, ovulation. Oh yeah. That's when you can make a baby, but mm. no one tells you this is when you feel absolutely hot. And when, you know, what? you, you, you feel more connected. And I, I mean, I just remember being a teenager and being like, Oh my God, I want a boyfriend now. And <laughs> you know, like, but no one was like, well, why don't you just explore self-pleasure or why don't you enjoy yes. your body or what? Like, yes. you know, and I think if we really learned that this is a time where you do feel absolutely You know, juiced up and connected and horny, you know, like, and learning how to manage that, then you don't have to always, you know, be learning about that in the context of making a baby because it's not all about that. And it's about your connection to yourself and your sexuality and all of those things and that time where you just do feel a little bit more generous. And, you know, like when I'm in this phase, I will go out of my way to say to Richard, my partner, like, how's it going? You know, how's that thing going at work and how's that relationship going? And, you know, do you want to have anyone for drinks tomorrow night? And, Mm. you know, let's have a family, whatever. Like I will actively spend Mm. energy there on the people that I love because I know that next week when I'm premenstrual, maybe (laughs) not so much. So I use that time to really make sure I am – growing the relationships that are important to me because I have more to give and, you know, sometimes I want to give it to myself, but it's also, you know, there's a lot of people I love and I want them to know that and that's the best time. Okay, so the phase that comes after
1: mm. Take Face mm. for me mm-hmm. has destroyed jobs, yeah. has resulted in media articles about me, yeah, I believe has caused the breakdown of many friendships, mm. relationships, mm-hmm. For me, the take week, premenstrual week, mm. is something, it's like an out-of-body yeah. experience yeah. and I. this is why I found you. This is what led me to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the take week. So can you explain what's happening in the take <sighs> week hormonally? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think my whole life can be hinged on take week to be honest.
0: I just wanted to ha- just like have a little moment of silence just to, to you know, um... <laughs> Bow down before the power that is the Tate Week. And especially what I'm hearing is for you, you know I mean? Yeah. And I only
1: realised the destructive nature of the take Week this year mm. when I had time to sit still and listen to my body and mm-hmm, observe mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, rage mm-hmm. that bubbled under my fingernails mm-hmm. and my
0: husband would chew near me. Mm. Like, this isn't normal, babe. What's going on? Okay, so when you look, and it, and it's always a challenge for me to talk about this on on radio or podcast without being able to point furiously at the graph because, um, <laughs> you know, that's kind of like the backbone. But you don't need a fucking graph to Describe know what's going it. on here. Describe and basically, it. you've you've come off the back of two huge weeks. You know, yeah. the doing. You've got this big mountain of estrogen. And then the giving post ovulation, you've got more estrogen. And then you've got this even more enormous mountain of progesterone you've been doing, you've been giving, you've been putting out emotionally, physically, energetically. And now at about day 21 or thereabouts, you're going to come down. And the thing is, is that when you are still caught up in this idea that you have to be the same all of the time, it's generally week two, or week three where we want to be. So we want to be doing or giving all of the time. And when you're premenstrual and your hormones are dropping and you're coming down that mountain and you're preparing to bleed and let go and dream again, if you are under pressure from yourself or the world around you, which is everyone pretty much all the time, to, to keep maintaining that emotional and physical energy, then it's going to be hard. Straight off the bat, it's going to be really hard. Mm. The other thing is if you have gotten really excited in your post-ovulatory phase and just felt like you were Father Claus, Father, Claus, Father Christmas, <laughs> giving away everything to everybody yeah. and you skid into that premenstrual phase on empty, yep. then it can be even harder because you kind of don't have any buffer left. And when you, <sighs> if we reverse yes. back, to that yeah. dream phase where we were, you know, eating pizza in the bath or having a rest mm-hmm. on the couch or doing all of the things, you're you're making deposits and that's mm-hmm. got to last you until you get your next period. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think you've just got to make sure you don't go into that premenstrual phase with nothing and you don't give everything away so that you're then spending this premenstrual week doing all of the things that you said you would do the week before when you were really oh generous and excited. So Let's just
1: park it. I just yeah. want you like... I'm having an Oprah, moment. Yeah. I'm going to stop you and I want everyone to take this in. During your give week, mm. be aware the take is coming. Take so is coming. So leave something in the fucking tank, ladies. Yes. Leave something in the tank. Like this is what I took away from you the most watching this TED Talk is leave some. Don't give it all away mm. and give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember, mm-hmm. next week you're going to need some reserves. Yes. Yep. Like Super Mario, like I've been looking at myself with Energy Pack, like I'm playing Mario Brothers. Yes. I'm like, how much have I got going in? Yeah. Ooh, to- I'm only on
0: 9%. This is going to get fucked. crunchy. Yeah, I'm correct. Fucked. If I'm not at least 30 going in, yeah. That's really nice. I think 30 is good. I mean, because let's be realistic, you know. Realistic, yeah. You, you're coming to the end. You're going to get to zero, mm. but, you know, mm. going in – It's Mm. like, yeah, okay, thirty, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. That's what
1: I'm gonna like that's what I do now and and I'm doing it now, like I'm in dream phase and I know what's coming. And so I'm I know that I need to during give week, I'm gonna be more self aware and be like, Okay, yes, you could agree to that Zoom meeting. Or yes, you could agree to that deadline, but why don't you say, Hey, I'm gonna need a bit of extra time with that or I can't, or maybe let me think about it. Yes. Where am I banking
0: stuff? Yep.
1: And I'm now physically thinking about how I can bank. Okay, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to mm, give myself that time mm, to read that book. Mm-hmm, I'm going to talk mm-hmm, to that friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What am I putting into my tank preparing for take week? Yep. I mean, you've, you're, you're going to change lives here. I'm not joking. It's, it might sound simple to people and it would sound simple to you because you've been so entrenched in this for so many years. But I consider myself pretty self-aware now and, and happy to talk about everything, but I have not gone deep on the untapped resource that the menstrual cycle can be.
0: I think we need you to talk again in three months because I have. really want to hear about what, <laughs> what happens and how, you know, particularly, yeah, this take phase, how, oh. how, you know, it's like, I mean, I'm imagining you like, you know, riding those mechanical bulls, you know, and just, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah it's big. Yeah, no, you've, it's big.
1: It's really and big, yeah. I'm so glad to be able to, like, unlock this mm. because, well, periods another 10 are so years. common. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny, I was talking to a guy I used to work with in radio and I was talking to him about my struggle to be able to even say the word period on air Mm. and how the reason I didn't work in radio is because I hated the constraints that I had to fit this ideal type of I'm the mum from the suburbs, you can't talk Mm -hmm. about sport, you can't talk about periods, you can't talk about anything that might challenge a straight white man Mm. and that's who I then had to kind of contort myself into becoming that person and I lost who I really was. Mm. And then even like last year I did a show about female rage and I had 12 dancing vulvas on stage. Mm. Um, and I still haven't gone deep on my menstrual cycle and I'm a performer who's danced with vaginas, vulvas. So
0: You've got a whole I world think, ahead.
1: I think there's a lot of women mm. and to you and me it may feel like the most obvious thing. But there's so many women mm. who don't think that the menstrual cycle is worthy of going deep on, mm-hmm, but guys, mm-hmm. it
0: fucking is. Mm, it really is. Yeah. And especially this phase, this, this yes. take phase is, is actually my favorite to talk about because there is so much untapped magic and, and talk about that. Here. Talk about the magic in yeah. take phase. Okay. So when so, like I, I started off by sort of talking a little bit how you can ameliorate it. so obviously, don't give it, don't give everything and give, don't skid mm. in on empty, mm. and then you know you'll have a better time. Mm. but it, there's more than that. and and I think you know when you think about what's going on hormonally, you know That whole process of getting ready to let go, it can have with it this really um, critical eye where you're just looking at everything like you're about to get rid of it because you are about to get rid of this world inside of you you know, let go of this whole nest. You can just be looking around at everything like it's all shit. And it's all... Oh my all, God,
1: yes. And uh, everyone's against me. Everyone's
0: against me. I'm and getting
1: into fights with ladies at cashiers, at supermarkets.
0: Yeah, like, because because oh. that whole sort of um, yes. lens of everything is just, I, I think I maybe just want to let every single thing in my life go. Yes, I wanted to quit and start a banana stand in Queensland. Yes, yes. <sighs> and the thing is, is that, you know, that if you were just constantly in the give phase all of the time and you were never able mm. to look at things critically and say, well, actually, yes. what is working and what is giving me the shits? Mm. Then, you know, how much blander would your whole entire life be? And I think, you know, when you can really see that lens as um, as a gift and yes. know that it's not, you know, who you are every single day and you need to kind of walk around with this magnifying glass up mm. to your eye, because that would be exhausting too, (laughs) then you can start to sort of use it constructively. And so Mm. for me, the most valuable thing that I can do with that energy is make things. Because if I train that super critical lens on my partner or the way my teenage sons leave bits of toothpaste around the bathroom sink, then you can slip into this vortex of just, rage you know it is it is rage oh, and I, I, and I think well. that part of what's going on there is a maybe you've been the one who's wiping off the bits of toothpaste all month long and it's really fucking annoying and that is annoying and if things are annoying you when you're premenstrual it doesn't mean they're not annoying it might just mean that actually that thing has been giving you the shits for a long time and now your body is saying no really m do something about this I am over it and I think when we don't listen to where those things really really sit deep within us and maybe it is a relationship thing or you know whatever then it can come out to the cashier who you know (laughs) looked at you the wrong way and and it's that whole disconnect between what's going on in our bodies and how we feel and how as people with women's bodies we feel we have to perform in the world and and like you said you know, turn yourself into a pretzel to fit this idea of what it means to be a woman in a fucking man's world. Yeah, And this is the time where you are really um, invited by your body to see things as they are. And you don't need to act on all of those things straight away right now. It's a really good practice to write things down this week, mm. because then when you come up to your dream phase, you can have a look at that. And and this is what I always say is that if something is still giving you the shits when you're menstruating and you're in that sort of deeper dream phase and you're feeling a bit softer, if it's still got some prickles stuck to it then, mm. that's when you can say with a million percent confidence, no, that was not okay. And mm. I need to do something about that in my life. And that was, that was my body giving me a message and letting me know that, um, yeah, that I'm not okay with that. And I, I need to change something. This is so helpful. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking hell.
1: Like, even I, having researched everything about you and rewatched your videos, like, you've given me more.
0: You've given me more today. Loose. <laughs> well, look, I am on day 13, so I do have a lot to give today. <laughs> And do you know, what I love is when so I've got a few friends who are kind of in the same place around the cycle as me mm. and we can then commiserate or rejoice at certain times. But then I've got other friends who are kind of at the polar opposite. Mm. So I've got a friend who whenever I've got my period, she's ovulating and I know I can go to her house and there'll be snacks <laughs> and there'll be a warm spot on the couch and I can just stretch out and she'll love me up, you know, and that's what we need is to is to have more dialogue yes. so that we we can all just get the best out of our relationships and our connections for where we are. Mm. And for so long we've been conditioned to think that
1: it's a weakness, that mm. we don't talk about it. And then I also didn't like talking about it because I didn't oh, – this is so weird – but. I knew that I was having issues with my cycle and my mm. husband and I would be maybe arguing, but I didn't want him to know when I had my period ever. Yeah. Like, I kept my yeah. period a secret from my husband because I didn't want to give him permission to have bad
0: behaviour and then blame my period. Ammunition, that's right. <laughs> like How fucked up is that? No, it actually- it's not fucked up. It's <laughs> totally. It totally makes sense because, of course, if, if you don't feel like, you know um, – there's safety all around you to be open about something, then you've got to mm. protect it. And that's mm. where we've all been for so, so mm. long. Mm. And I think that, you know, people listening will understand that. Everybody, yeah. you know, knows that there are places where you can talk about certain things. And mm. But I think it is a really, really, really exciting time because people mm. are start you know, we know that we want, you know, we can use solar power and, and we, we should compost and we can get all of this energy from all of these hidden pockets and mm-hmm. this cycle is just one of them. And obviously if you're in a relationship where, you know, someone's going to say, oh, are you on your period or are you premenstrual or you're just this mm. or you're just that, then that's a pretty good indication that there's maybe some other things going on. And you need to have a conversation though, which is what I did with my husband and I explained
1: exactly how bad that that take week is for me yes yes <laughs> i just said i will be on red alert like for mistakes and that's yeah. what it is it's yeah. i'm hyper vigilant during yep. that week yeah um because i know i don't have much in the tank so mm-hmm. i'm trying to preempt disasters arguments anything's going to take mm-hmm. the energy i don't have mm-hmm. that's right because i know what's coming up now that's and I, right. I understand all this now because of your ted talk and i know that the next week i'm not going to have much in the tank so i think Taking control of your menstrual cycle it means having open and honest conversations with the women around you, the men around you, your kids. Kids, yeah. Normalise talking about women's menstrual cycles. Normalise yeah. your menstrual cycle with yourself, with yeah. the people around you. Lucy, I've taken up enough of your time. You have the book, Period Queen, Life Hack Your Cycle and Own Your Power all month long. If this hasn't been <laughs> a 45-minute advertisement for that book, I don't know what <laughs> is. What day are you again today? I am day. I got my period on Friday, so no, it's so, Monday. So, so. I'm day. day. Four. Yeah, things are on the up and up for me. Are they things? Kind yeah,
0: of- but it, I guess like this is a really good time to just be like, oh, have I had enough rest? And it, and if you <laughs> feel like you haven't, then slot in some little moments, and that okay. could just be like, okay, when I'm in my dream phase and I'm and I'm bleeding. Instead of doing back to back meetings, I have like instead of, you know, 10 minute break, I'll have a 15 minute break or whatever, wherever you can just make, you know, yep. small shifts to just pad out, you know, and to mm-hmm. give, give us pardon the pun, yeah. if you can, if you can give yourself a <laughs> bit more scaffolding, then. Yeah you know and yeah i think the conversations really absolutely have to happen with men and partners and you know i've just this week do, i've been talking brings, to yeah. a lot of dads and oh, great. it's just oh my god oh, yes. it is so so beautiful you know because i they think they want to understand their they daughters why they, they absolutely do, do. Yeah. and i and i think if if you can if you have a relationship that is, for all intents and purposes, healthy, then trust mm. that you can have this conversation and mm. that your partner wants to understand the whole of you, you know, and and who you are all month long. And mm-hmm. it's not that you are any less than when you're bleeding or you're premenstrual, nope. it's just that you have different gifts. And if you ap- appreciate that you have, you know, different things to give all month long, then all of the parts of you are valuable all of the time. And I'll leave you just with this one idea, which is, you know, when you consider that if you're feeling inadequate or less than when you've got your period and that potentially your emotions can be minimalized when you're premenstrual because, oh, you're premenstrual. That's half of your reproductively viable life that you're getting around with this idea that I'm just not quite enough or I'm not quite good enough. Mm. And that's bullshit. And I think that's part of where the pre- premenstrual rage stems from is this idea that actually I'm, I'm not being seen. I'm not being acknowledged and and this is a really I have important things to say here and <laughs> and we need those things sometimes things are really you know worthy of getting fired up about you know yep. it's we, we need all of the parts of who we are to, to yep. you know be connected to ourselves to nature to to just you know be in flow. Inflow, In Lucy flow. Peach. On that
1: note, you're a joy. I'm glad you're out there. You keep fighting that good fight for my daughters, for me. Um, you've helped so many people we don't know. Like it's mainly women that listen to this podcast. Surprise, surprise. So, and also the men who do listen. Now we've given you the inside word, the secret women's knowledge. Mm. So go and use, use it, it well. for good. Um, yes, exactly. Um, you need to get Lucy's book, Period Queen. You can find Lucy at Instagram. Is it Lucy S. Peaches or Lucy Speeches? What, Lu- Lucy's
0: handle? Peaches.
1: Oh, Lucy's Peaches. Yeah. At Lucy's Peaches. I'm going to link. You need to go watch the TED Talk, The Power of the Period. I'll put all the
0: links in anyway. Um, thank you for being so generous with your time. I am so grateful to have spoken with you, Em, and, and to hear all about your cycle. Because you've just had – you've got a small child, haven't you, as well? Yeah.
1: Oh, he's 21 months. Yeah.
0: That's small. Yeah. It's yeah. small yeah that's, yeah I've got all the it's a lot to 18, navigate. thirteen and mm. nearly
1: two and the two girls are both in very 13 year old is just hormone City yeah 18 year old like it's it's been a lot of big emotions in the house during this lockdown period but mm. it's been ultimately good but it has my mean observe myself in certain lines <laughs> mm, mm.
0: oh well all the power to you and thank you darling a thousand million hugs from sunny <laughs> wa to you because i just can't imagine what it's been like and yeah with a 21 month old and, <laughs> and a horrific cycle and just i just am sent i'm day 13 i have i'm You're really giving. coming up to, to my, yeah i'm channeling through the microphone here so yeah, lots thank of love and thank you so much for just <laughs> opening up this conversation and blowing the lid off it yourself. I think you're fantastic and I just oh live – I want to see the dancing vaginas one day <laughs> with you, like, yeah. Maybe we should but just You can do borrow it.
1: them too. anytime. Oh! if you want them to come out at an event you're oh! hosting – you can oh my God! Them. Can In we please collaborate on
0: a premenstrual fanfare somewhere? I imagine, I, yeah,
1: just a period palooza. Me yes. and you, yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> In Alice Edgeley, we're going to need bespoke suits. <laughs> okay, well, it's happening. Okay, All great. Right. Thank you so much, Lucy. All the best.